0: Welcome to the 3D world with OpenGL and Vulkan. Hello and welcome to the OpenGL and Vulkan podcast. And today it's episode 11 and we are going to talk about lights and shadows. So basically any 3D scene you can think of will look crappy, will not look even like 3D without any lights. Shadows may be optional in this case but without lightning, every scene um, is not really a scene but just a flat mix of some colors. So you need to calculate light and yes this sounds tricky first of all and you may think oh no I'm not a mathematic I don't know how to calculate light but that's really easy in, in 3D programming Um, The simple light equations are really very very simple and I will guide you through this. Um, Of course there are very tricky ones additionally if you want to have the perfect light but for the basic lighting the equations are really quite simple. So there are many different kind of lights you could use in 3D scenes. I just uh, will tell you about two quite common ones for simple um, lightning and uh, we will start with the so-called directional light. So what is a directional light? Well, it's just like the sun. For example, if you are outside on a sunny day, um, it does not seem to make any difference if you are ten steps to the left or to the right. The light always seems to come from the same direction. And this is what a directional light is. It's always coming from the same direction anywhere in your 3D scene. So it's very easy to describe this light because you just need a vector of three to describe the direction of the light so let's assume our light is shining just from top to bottom so just shining down on us that would be a vector of 3 which means 0 minus 10 telling us the light is directly above us and shining down to the ground um, perpendicular indeed to the ground so the angle between the ground and the light is just 90 degree I guess there are only few spots on the world uh, where this light will happen like this so maybe we should have something different, but I just wanted to show you um, how simple this this vector of three describing your directional light could be. So just think of any vector that is pointing into your scene um, and it will describe your light. So when the light hits a surface, how do we know how much light is reflected on the surface? For this, we need to know where the surface is pointing to. Uh, Let's think of a simple triangle and um, it's flat on the ground in our scene where the light is shining from top down then it's quite easy. Then the surface is pointing directly at the light source or the other way around because they are perpendicular to one another. But how do we know this? Well, you need to have the so-called normals in OpenGL. Normals just are again vectors of three that describe for every vertex in your scene in what direction it is pointing. So if you have a triangle with three vertices then you have as well three normals there which all tell you I'm pointing this direction, I'm pointing that direction. And for each of the normals you can run a calculation against the light direction and find out if they are facing one another or if they are pointing away from one another. Now how do you do this? There's a very simple function for this. It's a so-called dot product. So you just call the dot product function in your shader passing in the normal vector of three as one parameter and the light direction as the other parameter and the dot product returns you a value between minus one and one. Let's take a look at the dot product values. So if you have a zero for example, that means that the two vectors are perpendicular to one another. So the angle between them is really 90 degree and they are just pointing away or towards each other in in an angle of 90 degree if you have a dot product value of minus one that just means the vectors are pointing directly towards one another so the surface normal is pointing directly towards the light or the other way around and if the dot product returns you a value of plus one that means that they are pointing uh, both into the same direction so uh, they are not facing one another so now you've got the value of your dot product and this is all you need because you have a factor. You have a factor between minus one and one of course you don't want to use the negative values because that just means the surface is not hit by the sun at all or by your directional light so you can just clamp the values that you get here to a value between let's say 0.2 and 1 and this is your factor. This is your factor for multiplying the color value of the fragment that you're currently working on. And that's all because light is nothing else but the possibility for the eye to see the colors more brightly or darkened. So once more you just take the result of the dot product, you clamp it to a simplest way between zero and one and you use this as a multiplier. To the color value that you have read from your texture, or that is just calculated, in any other way, and this is how you get a very simple lightning in the first place. So this was a very fast approach to the directional light. I um, just want to tell you about another light that you may use, and that's the so-called positioning light or the point light. There are many different names for this. So what is different here? Well. A point light is really a lamp inside your room. And if when you cross the room, the light will um, always come from the same direction towards you, but you are changing your position. So the vector which is describing how the light is pointing at you is changing all the time. And this is exactly what you do in uh, OpenGL then as well. The point light is described again by a vector of 3, but this time it's not the direction, it's just the position of the light. So where in space is this light located? And when you know where the light is located, and you are currently working on one of your vertices in the vertex shader, you can run a simple equation that says, hey, come on, calculate the vector between the vertices I'm currently working on and the light position. And that means every single vertex will get a slightly different light direction towards it. And you just pass those on as varyings to the fragment shader and then you work on them um, just like we did before with the directional light. So just calculating them against the normals and finding out by the dot product um, how they are facing one another. But the basic idea is you just calculate each ray of light from the light source to the vertices, this time inside the vertex shader and you interpolate those values as usual with varyings across the entire surface and use again the normals to calculate for every single fragment on your surface the slightly different light direction hitting the surface. Although this was a very quick run through to the point light it's not that hard to do it, it's just a bit more code inside the vertex shader but not really much and you get a very nice light equation for a lamp inside your virtual 3D room and it's pointing differently at all the objects and of course you will realize this mostly when objects start moving around but be careful when you start to move around your objects or to rotate your objects you always need to take care that you have a rotation matrix for the normals of the vertices because if you just rotate the vertices, that's fine. But if you want to have the light work properly, you need to rotate the normals on the vertices as well, separately with a rotation matrix. And we don't want to have the the other um, matrix operations of the vertices inside this. We want a pure rotation matrix for the normals to make sure that they are just rotating as we want to have it. So these were just two simple forms of lightning, and I will just add some information for this on the website of course as well, on OpenGL2Go.net. Just search for the name of this episode and you will find it right away. But uh, let's get over to shadows. You can have a scene without shadows, that will be fine, of course it will not look realistic, but. Um, Compared to the light, you can't have a scene without light. This will always look crappy, unless you're doing some simple 2D stuff. This this may work, but if you want to do 3D, you need to have proper lighting. But if the 3D scene should be really nice, of course we need some shadows. Just because our brain tells us otherwise, hey, that's not realistic. So, how do we achieve shadows? I need to admit here that when I started out OpenGL many many years ago I just thought there must be a function that is called enable shadows and you just pass true or false. Well, it would have been nice if it had been that simple, but of course it's not. So um, let's talk about two main techniques to make shadows. The first one is called the so-called shadow mapping. And the basic idea here is that you render the scene that you're looking at two times at least the first time you move the camera to the position of your light source and it's facing the scene from the position of the sun let's say of course this may be very far away it needs to be a reasonable distance but um, just at a position where your your sun may be and from that point you render the scene and you just Store the information of this rendering, um, but you don't. You're not interested in the colors. You just store the depth information. You just store for every single pixel the information how far was this fragment away from the light source. The depth value just keeps this information for you, and this is what you store in a frame buffer. Uh, I'm sorry here if you don't know about frame buffers, but we will cover this topic definitely in one of the next uh, episodes here. So, you just store this information in a frame buffer. It's not uh, outputted on the screen, it's just stored in some piece of memory. And then you switch back the camera to the point that it should really look from uh, because the user is looking from this point. And what you can do then, you can take the information of what the sun has seen to the view of the camera from the user's view. And um, you need to do some equation there to have a so-called projection matrix of, of what the Sun could see to project it into the view of the camera from the user's view uh, but uh, this isn't too tricky I will put this line of code, of code as well on the on the website but the basic idea is remember what the Sun can see in the scene pass this information to the camera view of the user and when you are then processing each fragment inside your shaders you can just compare the depth values of what the sun has seen to the depth values of what the user can see. So in simple terms if you are processing a fragment from the view of the user you are asking all the time could this fragment be seen by the sun yes or no. And of course, if it can be seen, it's lit up, you just put in the full lightning. But if it was not seen by the sun, then it's in the shadow and you just reduce the lightning again. So really, just as it is in reality, if the sun can't see a point, it's in the shadow. If it can see a point, it's lit up completely. And we just do the same here in OpenGL. We ask the question, could the sun see this point from where it is looking at the scene, yes or no? That's the shadow mapping. That's quite a simple one um, to implement and uh, it will give you quite good results for for simple 3D scenes. Of course you can um, work a bit on this one to make the shadows a bit blurry at the edges. There are different techniques to do this, but for a basic setup you should try this one to implement it first of all. So then there are the other kind of shadows, that the volume shadows or stencil shadows called as well sometimes. They are indeed a bit more tricky and I will just try to give you a first idea how they work but you won't understand this completely without looking at very complex code and maybe even some more tutorials. So volume shadows try to do it like this. Um, You're casting a ray of light from the light source towards the scene and uh, you just search for the edges of the objects in your scene and you cast this ray of light along the edges and by that you create a volume. So if you just have a triangle in front of light source, you would cast the light along the three vertices and just somehow enlarge or make a line behind this vertices away from the sun to create a triangle volume behind the triangle existing. This volume is never to be shown, but it's just there to be used to run some calculations on it. um, So you can measure if something is inside this volume or outside this volume. This can be done by by stencil tests. I guess this will be topic in a a different podcast. But uh, the basic idea is from a flat object maybe, like a triangle, you just create a volume which represents its shadow And you can check if objects are inside the shadow, yes or no. So that of course means whatever volume you have, the first thing you need to do is you need to find the edges of the volumes. Um, Again there are different ways to do this, normals may help here because you just want to know at what point the surfaces are facing the sun or facing away from this. But basically finding the edges of a 3D object and away from the Sun we enlarge these edges into the scene to create a volume which is forming behind the object away from the Sun and we measure if something is inside this object to judge if it's in the shadow yes or no. Basically this gives you uh, in in certain points a better rendering result when it comes to shadows. Again here you need to bring in something to blur the shadow edges and all this stuff but uh, volume shadows just seem realistic more realistic in a 3D scene if you use them right. But you need to come up with some some training on those because they are a bit more tricky. Uh, They need to have stencil buff operations, we will talk about this one later. I guess I will just post you a link as well to this one on the OpenGL2Go.net page on the post about this podcast here. So you can check a video, for example, or check some code. I will look out for something. Okay, that was just a very quick introduction for you on OpenGL lights and shadows. Um, As usual, I can't provide code here by audio. That would be too strange, but I just want to give you the opportunity to get some basic understanding of how they work before you start out searching the web and before you start to code some stuff without understanding what's going on in general. Uh, as usual, I will accomplish everything here on my website, OpenGL2Code.net, so watch out for this one, and watch out as well for the next OpenGL Beginners Workshop. This time we will be doing WebGL, and um, I'm planning this one somewhere in February that we meet again online to have a workshop. As usual... Um, you can follow there on Twitch, you can chat with us in the Skype chat uh, or in the Twitch chat of course and I will try to get you into WebGL within one or two hours and of course you're welcome to ask questions on this one. So just watch out for this thank you for listening to me today and I hope you will join me next time when uh, we are going to talk about frame buffers, maybe even stencil buffers And one of the next topics as well will be screen size, ambient occlusion, just another light and shadow technique, let's say, which makes your scene look even more realistic. Hope to see you next time, thank you for listening, bye!